against sexual assault everywhere. At least half of all sexual harassment cases are alcohol-related, the results of which often leave their survivors permanently affected. It is up to us as a society to take a stand against all forms of sexual assault, whether in person or online. Help build safe spaces by reporting inappropriate content, holding perpetrators accountable, and showing support to survivors. Don't drown your future. Drink responsibly. This message is brought to you by the Eastern Cape Liquor Board in partnership with Nelson Mandela University. Uh-huh. What's up, this Coolie Chana? How many more licks will it take till I get, till I get to this Senegada? Because I've been at it since I've got a pass, I can't take your book Yo, this is your boy Ricky Rich. Oh, I love a Zulu girl. Oh, I said, oh, 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 I love a Zulu girl. Yeah, I love a Zulu girl. Yeah, I said, damn. Yo, what up? This is Quest Death. Death's off. I'm sorry. All the stars. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath, scared to rock the boat and make a mess. So I said quietly, agreed politely. I guess that I forgot I had a choice.
Katy Perry coming in. Raw is the name of that one. Ten minutes before we hit 4 p.m. right here on the base youth station in the Bay. Now, if you haven't been following the Senzo Miyuwa trial, which is underway at the Pretoria High Court, on Wednesday we saw um, we saw uh, the state introduce Docket 375. Now, in this docket, it states that Kelly Kumalo, Longi Twala, Zandile Kumalo, as well as Gladness Kumalo, Utumelo Madlala, Maggie Piri, um, were the ones or other ones that are responsible for the murder of Senzo Meiwa. Now, to help us discuss this further, we're joined by on the line a member of National Assembly of South Africa, as well as Kelly Kumalo's defense attorney, Um Magdalene Monsami. Good afternoon, ma'am, and welcome to the show. Good afternoon to yourself, and thank you for having me. I'm not the defense attorney. I'm a watching brief of Ms. Kamalo. Oh, okay. Watching brief yes. of Ms. Kamalo. Excuse my language right there. Um, <laughs> let me jump straight into it by asking, what does introducing a second docket in this specific case, docket 375, in a trial, in, in, in where we are in the trial, do? And what is your reaction to it? Look, introducing a second docket means many things. Uh, it means that it could be admissible, it could not be admissible, because we do not know for certain. Where does this docket come from? And why this docket was not presented when, from the onset of the trial, the issue of jurisdiction was never contested? This is something that everybody knows. Now, if the new docket comes in with a new issue of jurisdiction, that means courts have to change the matter has to be transferred. However, when the issue of jurisdiction came in, the matter of the docket 375 was raised by defense 1 to 4, but they did not uh, raise the issue of the um, uh, jurisdiction the docket, oh, okay. the docket itself. So they, existed, they said there's a case and they must know that there's a case that's in existence, etc. So for ourselves, I think the most thing, important thing to do is to remain patient, allow the uh, state prosecutor and the NPA to attend to the second docket. Um, there's absolutely no need for any kind of concern or anything out of that nature at this point. And uh, just allow the state to then come back to the court and advise as to what then are the grounds for and who then has made representation to this effect. Alrighty, so um, in the words of her advocate Mshololo, she says this this has been done on purpose to throw the state off or delay this trial. What should the NPA do at this point? This has been done for the purpose of throwing the case or delaying the trial. Well, many things have been done to delay this trial. And you and I will know very well that they're very unnecessary. My client went, uh, was, has been accused of multiple of things. Mm. And at all occasions, uh, there must be a decision taken as to exactly what it is that people want to create these allegations about. So um, if this is the case, if there are people who are still having, who want to create all sensationalism and cause delays, then that must be attended to by the court. That is why the court is there, to tend to those things in its entirety. Now, I, I want to ask, what would what happens in an instance like this where a court goes to trial under one docket? 
uh, and then a second docket emerges mid-trial. Let's say jurisdiction was not at play with with the trial or with said trial. What what would we do, and what accountability would we look for in the NPA? It's a very unusual case that after a trial has started, the second docket emerges. That's the first mm, thing. Okay. What then happens is that the court will then have to look at the authenticity of the second docket. It's there about its origins and why was it not um, being brought before the court. That is important. So in any other instance, there's no other aspect that one can say, okay, um, we can dismiss of it. It would be incorrect and irresponsible to simply dismiss of another um, another docket. But what is important is that we give the kind of attention that it needs, that the court looks at it, the court supplies its mind, and then the court then takes a determination in terms of whether that docket then stands or does not stand, then we move forward from there. Now, what do you, it's stated, now the MPA, there have been allegations that have been leveled against your clients, we know this. You've also stated that the NPA and other stakeholders have said that your, your, your client is not a suspect, but also may not be called to testify. There was also the back and forth uh, with that. What do you make of the second docket and the allegations that are found in it? I don't know the content of the docket, and I can't speak about it. And I don't think that, I think the prosecutor, I called him yesterday morning, mm. and he had for the first time mentioned to me then that he was going to look into the, the, the second docket, the content of the second docket. So you're asking me to respond to content of a docket of which I I have not had sight, and I do not have to the content, and he himself has just now uh, received, and he said he would come back to me after he has docket. So um, I cannot respond to any question of which I am not knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So just lastly, um, how is your client feeling about the developments and the, of the trial? And also we are aware that there is an alleged eyewitness that claims that your client is responsible for the murder. Right. So, should we anticipate a trial specifically for your client? Ah, well, this isn't about feeling. This is about fact. Mm, mm. My client has confirmed to me, in fact, that she has had no involvement apart from having loved uh, Senator Mayiwa and being the mother of his child. Um, in so far as um, her being first a She's never been a suspect. This was confirmed to me yesterday as well, that she's a witness. Um, and the state will decide if they call or they don't call as a state witness. So in that way, there's no confusion in so far as the facts are concerned. Now, with the state not making a decision whether or not to call her up, does that not question their integrity? Because she is an eyewitness to the to to what happened. So, look, our position is not to question the integrity of the state, but the process of the matter. Sure. Okay. Um, that's one. Two is that we want my client wants her day in court, mm. and that's something that is not negotiable. She wants her day in court. So she does want to appear in court and give the country 
the, the, the reasons as to or the version of what she knows to be, of what transpired on that fateful day. Sure. Listen, thank you so much for your time, Mad- Madeline. I know you're very busy and uh, th- we, we actually would like to say thank you for honoring our request to be on air with us today. Okay, thank you so much. Take care of yourself. Okay, bye. All right. That was member of National Assembly of South Africa, as well as the nis- listening brief for Kelly Komalo, Madeline Munsani, speaking to us about the Senzo Meiwa trial, honey. Mm. It's a minute before we hit 4 p.m. Still asking you, what are your weekend plans? Mda says 041-583-1985. Okay, so as a development study student... Uh, yeah, we don't have a weekend. We have a paper Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so we grind until we drop, basically. And yeah, there's no such thing as plans. <laughs> oh, and um, to add on to that, we write economics on Tuesday, so please, no weekend plans for us at it all. Does not exist here. Yeah, so my weekend plans, um, yeah, Funda, but I'm going to go to rugby from 1 until 5 tomorrow. Yeah. Because, like, but I'm also going to go check coast. Like, you don't know what if my future ex-husband is there, you know? And then his friend happens to be my, my husband and my soulmate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm going in the main. I work at this local museum, and every day before work, I go to this coffee shop to get coffee. Not only get coffee, there's this really cute girl there. 